What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy, JR, and thanks for tuning in as I take you across the world of sports. I'll share with you the major storylines, give you updates, and my opinions on different topics. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, episode number eight, with your guy, JR. This is Thursday, October 27th, and I told you guys after the latest episode, I was going to come back and talk about just the NBA. Today's episode won't be too long because it's early in the season. It's only been like four or five games for some people so or for some teams, so it's early. So there's not really a lot that you can tell through the season or beginning of the season. But there are some topics that I want to talk about, some that I think I want to hit, and some things that I think I'm noticing early, and we're going to see if it continues. But with that being said, thank you again for y'all listening. Thank you again for tuning in. And let's go. Let's jump in and talk about the NBA real quick. So it's been an exciting season so far. Uh, been some good games to come on so far. We've seen some high-scoring games, not a lot of defense so far uh, through the season. Um I think the NBA wants that, to be honest with you. I think they want high-scoring games. But we all know that defense is what uh, wins championships. you got to be able to lock up in those crucial moments, get a one or two stops, uh, and then score another end to win championships, to win titles. I mean, you got to be able to lock up. If you, if, you can't, if you can't stay in front of your man or if you can't slide over and help, if you don't know defensive principles, you're not going to win. That's just what it is. Most of the teams that win the title are a top-five defense most of the time. So... We haven't seen a lot of defense thus far, uh, but I think that'll change as the season goes on, as teams begin to get more comfortable with each other uh, and their unit, you'll see more better defense. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. Uh, real quick, just early season surprises. Uh, what about the Portland Trailblazers? Portland Trailblazers are four and one. They did lose last night to the Miami Heat, uh, but Damian Lillard did get hurt. He was cooking in the first half, uh, was going off. They had a nine-point lead for most of that first half until Damian Lillard got hurt with a right calf strain. Hopefully, he's okay because Dame has came out the gates. <laughs> he's came out the gates firing. Dame was averaging over 34 points a game. Uh, he came out just reminding everybody that who he was, that he's one of the top five point guards in this game, and I truly believe that. So, Portland is an early season surprised but hopefully Damian Lillard can bounce back maybe hopefully he don't miss a game or if he does maybe it's just one and not multiple weeks but I hope Dame can bounce back and I hope that Dame can come back and continue the hot start that he's on um and go from there also the Utah Jazz man who 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 would have thought the Utah Jazz would be four and one <laughs> actually they're five yeah four and one who who, who would have thought they'd be four and one I mean this team was put together because everybody thought, you know what, they, Utah was just, they're going to tank, they're going to do this. Yeah, they're 4-1. They're going to tank, they're going to do this, they're going to tank for Big Vic, uh, Victor Wimbignana. If you ain't kept up with Victor Wimbignana, uh kid from France, man, incredible. Seven foot four, got handles, um, like a guard, can stretch the floor and shoot, can do it all. Um, the thing I'm worried about that big fella, he's just too small. I'm worried about his, you know, his frame, his health over a long period of time. I mean, historically, anybody that's seven foot four that's been that tall has that problem. Y'all mean he didn't last long. I don't want to say nine, ten years with a foot injury. 
if y'all remember, if you're a basketball person, Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sampson was a problem back in Houston with Olajuwon before he got hurt. Uh, Ralph Sampson was going to be an all-time great Hall of Famer, but he ended up having foot and knee injuries. So Ralph Sampson's career got cut short. You look at these big men that are tall, that's over seven foot three, seven foot four, and you think like, man, can 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 their foot hold up? Can they hold up? But this kid is special. This kid is different. I think you're going to see a lot of teams trying to tank for Big Vic, as they call him, Victor Wimbignano. Um, a generational talent. A lot of people saying he's the best talent since LeBron James or may even be a greater talent uh, coming out than LeBron, which I don't know. It's hard to believe because LeBron was a great talent coming out and has lived up to it and exceeded it. But Big Vic's going to, you know, teams are going to be tanking for him. So anyways, we thought that Utah would be one of the teams to tank, but they've come out with a hot, hot, a hot start, a four and one start. Now they may, I feel like they're going to, you know, slow down through the course of the season. They probably might make some trades, get rid of some veterans. We'll see. But it's an early season surprise right now. And the New York Knicks, I don't really expect the Knicks to do much, but they're 4-1. Uh, they've came out. Great start so far. Again, guys, it's early. It's five games of the season. I mean, you, you can't really tell who's who five games of the season. But five games of the season, they're 4-1. So I... It's early, and I really expect the Knicks to come back down to earth, to be completely honest with you. so, But those are a couple of my early season surprises right now. Uh, the Portland Trail Blazers, the Utah Jazz, and the New York Knicks. Just some early surprises of teams that's actually doing well. So now I want to hit a few storylines. Again, like I said, guys, this episode won't be too long. I just want to hit a few storylines that, that I've seen and that I want to talk about and that's going around right now. The Brooklyn Nets, man, they are off to a bad start. They started the season one and three. Um, led by KD with averages of 32 points a game, 4.3 rebounds, 4 assists. Kyrie's right behind him with 27.3 points a game, 3 rebounds, and 5.7 assists. Those two are leading the charge right now, playing great basketball. Kyrie has a shot well from the field. Uh, KD's efficient. I think his is like 54% from the field. Kyrie's in the high 40s. Uh, Kyrie hasn't been as efficient as he normally is, um, but Kyrie looks good. Uh, we know he's so skilled, one of the most skilled players ever, the best handles ever probably in the league. Uh, in league history. KD's an all-time great scorer. They've been great, man, but they also haven't played a lick of defense. Uh, this team needs to find a defensive identity right now to be able to stop somebody. Uh, they, KD, uh, just for instance, you know, they played Memphis the other night. KD and Kyrie combined for almost 75 points, and they lost because they gave up 38 to John or and 38 to Desmond Bain. So, again, these guys, they can play, they can score with the best of them, but the thing with the Nets is, is can they stop somebody? Will they be able to dig down deep, find the will to stop somebody? And then Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has been struggling out the gate. Um, 5.7 points a game, six rebounds, seven assists. He he is really struggling right now coming out of the gate. I think that uh, being away from the game for two years has really hurt Ben so far. Uh, it's really He's got to get back used to the NBA speed. I told you guys in my earlier podcast, preseason's different. We was talking about him during the preseason, how it looked. Preseason's different, man. That's that. It's not the regular season. You're playing against guys that's trying to get on teams. You're playing against, you know, the rotation players only playing a few minutes. They're not playing the whole game. So you, you got to – preseason is different than regular season. And Ben has struggled right now. I see everybody trying to jump on him and – I've seen Perk say that he needs to be this or that or all this media jumping on. Listen, man, this dude ain't played basketball in two years. Like like Kyrie said it last night. Like, give this guy a break, man. Give give this guy a break right now. 
he's going to get back to playing elite defense. He he's averaging seven assists per game for which for that team is good. But he's going to get back to attacking the basket and pushing the pace. He's got shooters around him. He's got KD and Kyrie. I think he's, you're going to see a better Ben Simmons midway through the season. It's going to take him a minute to get his footing back. Um, but I do think that yeah, Ben will be all right. But right now they're struggling. If the Nets want to contend, they got to they got to find a way to play defense. So along the lines of the Nets, I have I don't even want to call it a hot take. I just think it's something that needs to happen. Steve Nash needs to be fired. I, I think Steve Nash is not the coach for them. I really do. Listen, sometimes in basketball, it's not enough just to put stars together and tell them to go out there and win. We saw it with the Miami Heat their first year. They made it all the way to the finals, but ended up losing, right? Now, you can say that was a combination of a lot of stuff. I still think Eric Spolster was a good coach, uh, but he he still had to learn. Spolster was still learning uh, with his coaching decisions, his schemes, his what he wanted to do. And then you had, you know, the pressure of him, all of them combining with each other. I get it. There was a lot that went into that, them losing other than just coaching, right? But coaching is a big part of when you have a bunch of stars. You have to be able to be that voice. You have to be able to put in the right sets. I think that Steve Nash isn't using Ben Simmons correctly. They're using him as a four-man, and he barely brings the ball at the floor. Ben Simmons has to run the point guard. He just has to. He can start at the four. He can guard the four position. He can switch and guard any position. But... Ben Simmons has to be able to bring the ball up and initiate offense. And I think that's something that Steve Nash, you would think he would know because he's one of the greatest point guards of all time. So you would think he would know that. But for some reason, he's not using Ben Simmons in the correct um, in the correct area of the floor. He's not using him as that point forward like he should be. I, I think that Ben Simmons should be bringing the ball up. Kyrie should play the two. KD should play the three. You got Ben, technically, I guess, at the four. You got Royce O'Neal. Um, that's playing. You can put Royce O'Neal there, and then you can come with Claxton. I don't know their exact starting lineup, but I think that Ben Simmons, I really think that Ben Simmons needs to run the point guard position from the four spot, right? I think he needs to do that. Um, and you can, you can put, you can pencil in Kyrie as a point, Royce O'Neal as a two, KD as a three, Ben as a four, Claxton as a five. You can write that down on your start lineups so you have to. But let Ben be the point guard when the game starts. Let him bring the ball up. Let him initiate their offense and get involved there. Because Ben is not an offensive juggernaut. That's just not his game. His game is pushing the pace, finding the shooters, attacking the rim when he can. So Ben's got to become more aggressive. Um, I think you'll see a more aggressive Ben Simmons as the year go on. But the Brooklyn Nets, the big thing for me is Steve Nash got to go. They got to find the right coach for that team. And also, I believe that they got to find a way to play defense. Um, and they need another big. They need another big uh, to protect the paint, to grab more rebound. I like Claxton. I think Claxton's a good player. But they need one more big. They need another big that can go up, block shots, get rebounds. Um, it could be that, you know, presence right there in the middle. So I really believe that the Nets will be okay over the course of the season if they can say, you know what, let's play some defense. Let's get Ben right. And either Steve Nash has got to learn to put some sets in and use these players in the correct spots, or he's got to go. I don't think he's the right one. And best believe he's on the hot seat this year. I really believe that. If the Nets don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think you're going to see Steve Nash gone. I really do uh, over the next year. He just ain't been the right coach for them. I really believe that. Now, you look back to last year when they had Blake Griffin and some of the bigs in that Boston series. When Blake Griffin did play game three and four, he had an impact. Y'all know how I feel about Blake. I feel like Blake is washed. He don't bring the same thing, but he brought size. He brought shooting. He brought. He was rebounding. He was hustling. He was giving everything he had, and the game was starting to tilt, but it was too late by that time. The Celtics are already in, in, in 
you know, enforced their will. They had already got, you know, pretty much won the series, but he could have never played Blake last year. You should have played him. Like, there was there's been a lot of questionable moves from Steve Nash. So I just really believe that he ain't the right coach, but maybe he can go back to the drawing board. Maybe he can come up with some sets and realize like Ben Simmons is most effective running this offense, not being a four-man and screening and uh, popping out. That's not his game. Ben Ben don't want to shoot, and that's okay. I'm not going to crush him like everybody else. I'm not going to crush that dude. He don't want to shoot. That's fine. Giannis didn't want to shoot for the first few years of his career. Now, I'm not comparing Ben to Giannis. Don't even think that. But Ben's got to be aggressive. He's got to learn that, you know what? If I got to attack the rim. I got to post up. I got to use the baby hook. Use a baby hook with the left. Man, you 6'10". Post somebody up, turn around, and use the baby hook. So, I don't know. Ben's just got to be more aggressive. Um, but the Nets, you know, starting out slow right now. Uh, I think you'll see them bounce back once they get it together. This team's too talented to, to not be good. Uh, but Steve Nash has got to be better. And Ben Simmons, my man, you got to be better. Moving on, the 76ers. Philadelphia 76ers are 1-4. and four. Did not see that coming. Can't even lie to you guys. Did not see that coming. Thought they would be better than this. James Harden has actually had a really good start to the season. 26.8 points a game, 8.5 rebounds, 9.8 assists. Almost averaging a triple-double. James Harden, he said it before the season started that he was going to get back in shape and play well, and he is playing well. Uh, Joel Embiid, 26.8 points per game, 11.3 rebounds, three assists a game. So Joel has played great as well. But up until this last game, James Harden was really, to me, doing too much dribbling, and they don't need that James Harden anymore. You need to be able to get uh, Tyrese Maxey involved, Tobias Harris involved, P.J. Tucker in that corner three, uh, DeAnthony Melton needs to be able to hit some shots, Daniel House spotting up who Harden played with in Houston. So, I believe that Harden has to do a better job of playing that pick-and-roll game with Joel Embiid and hitting the shooters as well. Um, I think that right now, this one-on-one, the ISO with him, that, that, that's not the way I need to play. That's, this ain't Houston anymore. That was fun watching James do that, but this ain't that same team. You're trying to win a championship, and you got the best, well, a top-two center in the game right now, uh, and Joel Embiid that you can run that pick-and-roll with. He can pop. He can roll to the basket. He, Joel can be can do a lot of different things. So I think James Harden needs to realize and understand that this ain't, you know, dribble the ball 10 times, go to the basket. Yeah, that may be late in the shot clock sometimes where he need to make something happen. I'm cool with that. Or if there's a mismatch, I'm cool with that. Attack him, go at him. But you need to find your shooters, get others involved, get their confidence up, and they need to play defense. This Sixers team ain't playing a lick of defense either. So um, it's and you know, I don't I don't know. Maybe Doc is Doc on the hot seat. I, I don't know. Doc may be on the hot seat with his team. So I believe that Doc is probably gonna be on the hot seat. This Clippers team needs to or Clippers. <laughs> I was thinking about Doc with the Clippers. Sorry. This 76ers team need to play a little better defense as well. And James Harden needs to work on getting the other role players involved. Uh, we're gonna hit on some more storylines real quick. Let me take a quick break. Again, this is All Things Sports Podcast. Episode number eight, we're going to talk about the NBA. Got a few more things I want to talk about and hit, and then we'll be right back after this short break. All right, guys, we're back. Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, episode number eight with your guy, JR. We're going to continue talking about the NBA. Uh, Let's move on to the defending champs, Golden State Warriors, uh, sitting at two and two right now. 
Um, I don't really have much concern uh, for them. It's early in the season again, guys. Um, but a couple things I am noticing is their defense. Uh, they gave up 70 or 71 points, I believe, to the Phoenix Suns uh, this past game where they got blew out by 29. And then they ended up giving the game before that against the Kings. They ended up getting, even though they scored 89, which is unbelievable. They ended up giving 70 plus points up to the Kings again. So I think their defense uh, needs to step up. Uh, I think Draymond Green, Draymond Green hasn't looked the same to me early on. Um, not sure why. Uh, could be uh, age, could be whatever. But I just think, I, I don't know with him right now. I just think that uh, he's just not the same right now. And maybe uh, his game has dropped a little bit, which I do think his game isn't what it used to be. But uh, I think he'll get it together. It's Draymond. He's a smart player. Uh, as long as he can just focus on the game and not anything else, he'll be all right. Uh, and I think that once they get their defense back to where it needs to be, you'll start seeing them reel off some wins. Scoring ain't the problem for them. Uh, Steph has been great over 30 points a game. Poole has been great uh, scoring the basketball. Wiggins, man, can't say enough about Andrew Wiggins. I used to be uh, tough on Wiggins. Thought he was uh, just a pointless 20-point scorer a game. Didn't impact the game, but he has proved me wrong. He's came to this system and has been great. Been a great two-way player, putting up 18, 19 points a game. Defending the best uh, player on the other team, making it hard. Maybe not stopping them, but making it hard, making them work for it. Uh, he made Jason Tatum work in the playoffs or in the final, excuse me, when they met. Uh, just made him work for everything he got, made it hard for him. But Wiggins, you know, he guards the best defender now, makes that best defender work for everything. Uh, he, he's rebounding the ball better than ever. So I got to give credit where credit's due. Andrew Wiggins has been phenomenal. Uh, wow with the Golden State Warriors, and they rewarded him with an extension, a four-year extension, same with Poole. So I think they're going to be okay. But I do want to talk about Klay Thompson real quick. Uh, if you watched that game the other day, Klay Thompson and Devin Booker ended up getting into it. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, I don't know what D-Book said to Klay, but I ain't seen Klay get that hot in a long time. He just went ballistic, uh, just started going off, uh, using inappropriate language. <laughs> he just started yelling then he started doing the four symbol like hey i got four rings you know clay gonna say it clay started selling book hey i got forties. you know and you gotta understand that when you got rings like that people gonna come at you the golden state warriors people gonna come at them every single night they're a dynasty they're defending champs uh so you gotta expect that when people are gonna come at you when you got the rings like them and the pedigree that they have they're gonna come at you every single night and you gotta be ready to bring it uh but clay hasn't been the same clay hasn't been the same clay and i'm gonna read you guys something that charles barkley said that i disagree with he said that and i say quote there was a time when clay thompson was the best two-way guard in the nba which is probably true and he's not the same guy and that's because of injuries now is he done no i don't think he's done i think he's slowing down and it's catching up with him that's why he's frustrated end quote listen i don't agree with that at all I really don't. Torn ACL, torn Achilles, out of the game for two years. That's what I think it is. I don't think Clay is slowing down. Is he the same guy? He is not the same guy defensively. Can't be the same guy defensively. When you tear your Achilles to ACL, that probably affects your lateral movement just some. So he's still working through, missing 900 and something days. Uh, a bunch of NBA basketball. You guys, we got to understand something. These are the best players in the world, right? This is the best league in the world. And he's off two major injuries 
especially in basketball, the two injuries he had ends careers. It ended Charles Bar Barkley knows better than anybody. It ended his. The Achilles ended his. It ended Shaq's career. Dominique Wilkins bounced back and had a phenomenal year after his, but it eventually ended his. Like, the Achilles ends careers, man. And ACLs can. If it's bad enough, look at Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, man, he never, never was the same guy after his ACL and meniscus injuries. But for him to come back last year in the playoffs, average 18 points a game, for him to be still running around and competing, that's phenomenal to me. So I disagree with Charles Barkley. Is he the same guy? I do agree with that. He's not the same guy. But to me, it's only defensively. It's going to take a minute for him to get his rhythm back, for him to continue to shoot, for him to continue to move. I think you're going to see him. I think you're going to see Clay get back to being himself. I don't think that's why he's frustrated. I think he's frustrated because the process is taking so long. The process of getting back to offensively where he was at is taking a while. Listen, Clay's a knockdown shooter, one of the top five shooters of all time. You just don't forget how to shoot, believe me. He's going to bounce back. He's going to have a game where we, where we was, well, where I can't even get my words together. He's going to have a game where we are reminded of who this man is. Trust me, book it, write it down, put it right here. Clay Thompson will have a 30, 40 point game when we go, okay. Okay, Clay, I see he, he's starting to get his rhythm. Trust me, it's coming. Um, defensively, he ain't going to be the same. I don't expect him to be the same defensively um, where he used to guard the best players and stick with them. I don't see that no more unless miraculously he just gets quicker somehow. But I don't see that happening. So, again, right now, I don't think Clay is going to be the same Clay. So, defensively, but offensively, he's coming back. Just go ahead and book it. I said it right here, all things sports, he'll be back. Moving on, so I'm not worried about the defending champs. Uh, I think they'll be fine. I just think right now that they are just early season. That, you know, And the Phoenix Suns, that game meant more to them than it did to Golden State. You could tell Phoenix came out trying to prove a point. They'll see them again at the end of the road, and I think Golden State will beat them easily. So moving on, um, the Pelicans are already suffering injuries. Zion's already missed a game. D.I., Brandon Ingram, one of my favorite players in the league, missed a game already due to a concussion. Um, and Herb Jones, who I really like as a role player, young role player, he missed a game, but they still defeated the Mavericks. Um, it's, I'm not really worried about Zion. If y'all saw the play, Zion went up for a powerful dunk. Jordan Clarkson came and, and hit the ball. He And I, you know what? It wasn't even a dirty play because he got all ball. Got all ball, and... Zion just came down hard on his hip, and they said he had a hip contusion, so pretty much a, a bruise on his hip. So I think they just sat him out until he can, you know, get that hip from not being as sore. But I don't think it's something long-term that you have to worry about. Zion looks good so far after missing a whole year. Um, explosive, uh, attacking the rim. Uh, he's going to be just fine, so Zion looks good. Uh, B.I., you know, you kind of worry about Brandon Ingram. Over the last couple of years, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. I hope he stays healthy as well. I really want the Pelicans team to stay healthy because I'm excited for what they can do. I think they can really make some noise. I know in my power rankings, which right now they're not looking so good because the Lakers suck. The Pelicans look better than I thought. So <laughs> um, I had them at seven or eight, I believe. But they're, I, they may jump up to be a top five seed with the way they're playing. So um, kudos to the Pelicans. Zion was looking good before that uh, hip. And then B.I., hopefully he gets healthy. I think they're going to be okay. All right, two more teams I want to talk about before we end today's episode, the Clippers. Uh, it, it's not really about the, the team, the Clippers. I think the team's fine. They've been playing all right. But it's about Kawhi Leonard, man. Like, I text my man Kelvin 
my CB that with the Chill Provado podcast. I text him the other day, and I was like, I am already sick of Kawhi. I'm sick of him already, man. Like he's missed two of the four games, and then they sent him home on this road trip. Like he's already not playing games. Like when are we gonna recognize that this dude? I don't think he loves the game like that, y'all. I really don't, man. Like. Yeah, you're probably experiencing some knee soreness, but that's something you got to go through. You, you're bouncing back from an injury. Like, you're probably experiencing some stiffness or some soreness. And then the minute he experiences any type of discomfort, he's down. He's not, oh, I'm not playing. He's going to miss four or five games. Like, at the end, I picked the Clippers to win the championship. Like, I picked them to get all the way. At the end, this is going to hurt them. I really believe that this is going to hurt the Clippers if Kawhi the minute he feel a pain or ant bite or something, oh, I ain't playing. Like, the dude's a pro at missing games. Like, dude, step up, be a man, stretch, do your rehab, and come back and play. Like, come on, man, Jamal Murray back out. You saw Jamal Murray last night. Missed the whole season. He out there trying to dunk on people. Like, Kawhi, man, the dude, to me, just ain't passionate about basketball. You saw what he said the other night in the media talking about he don't watch the games. Like, this dude don't care, man. He goes out there. He wants endorsements. He wants to get paid. But I don't think he care about the game. I really don't, man. Ultra talented. Got a mid-range mid-range game that's second to nobody, really. Um, he don't really play defense like he used to, but we know the type of defensive player he can be when he gives effort. But I'm going to tell you what else he's an all-star at. He's an all-star at missing games. Man, this dude don't want to play, and I'm sick of it already. Like, dude, step up and play basketball. Like, you're going to hurt your team in the long run. I see why the Spurs was done with this man. Like, he don't want to play. He get an ant bite. Oh, I ain't playing. Got a little scratch on my leg. Oh, I ain't playing. I'm hurt. I feel some type of discomfort. Man, quit doing that. Step up and play basketball or else your team ain't going to win the championship or be any good. And at this point, I don't think he cares, to be completely honest with you. So that's got me frustrated right now with the Clippers. Like, I feel like, you know, if he was to play 70-something games, they'll be good. But I don't think he's going to play. He's probably going to play 50 games, man. And they got this quote-unquote injury injury management. Like, come on, man. Like, we used to do this stuff at all. But now we're doing this injury management across the league. I think that's half the reason why people getting hurt. It's because they're not playing. It's because you're taking nights off. Like, you got to get back to playing. We didn't have this stuff back 20, 30 years ago, and these people were just fine. Go back and look at Michael Jordan, who played 82 games nine times in his career. Like, yo, come on, man. Like, quit sitting out, quit missing games, and play basketball. That's what you get paid to do. Go out there and play basketball. Now, if it's a serious injury or if they did an MRI and found that his knee was sprained or something, all right, cool. You know, don't play. That, that's, that's understandable. It's sore. Like, you got to work through that. You're coming back from an ACL. You got to work through some of that stiffness sometimes. I'm not saying go out there and play 30 minutes, but, man, like, Kawhi, come on, dude. At this point, man, we're getting tired of it. We talk about KD missing games. Talk about Kyrie missing games. Talk about all these other stars who miss games. We need to start talking about Kawhi. The dude's an all-star. The dude's a legend. The dude's an all-NBA player at missing games. That's just what he is, man, and I'm tired of it already. So, that's enough about the Clippers. I ain't got nothing to say about them. They'll be fine as long as Kawhi play. Um, and last but not least, I had to get on it. The Los Angeles Lakers cannot go without talking about them. 0-4, lost to the Denver Nuggets last night. Uh, LeBron led them, I think, with 21 points or 19. Or AD actually led them, but LeBron had 21 points. <sighs> Listen, Russ didn't play last night. He had a hamstring injury, so he didn't play. So we can't blame Russ for that loss last night. But listen, guys, this is where I met with the Lakers. 
I'm not going to harp on them for a long time because, quite frankly, I'm, I'm kind of tired of just harping on them and talking about them already, and we're only four games in. Here's the problem. All right, listen, everybody listen. Here's the problem. This roster isn't good enough. It just isn't good enough. And, you know, the problem I have with is Rob Polinka and management came out and said, well, we're going to give this a 20 to 25 game uh what you want to call it, a trial run to see where we're at. Then we can start examining. It don't need a trial run. We see that it don't work. Look, realistically, by game 20, they could realistically be 4-16. and 16. Like, I really believe that. Like, I'm not even trying to harp on them or jump on them or all you Lakers fans. I'm not trying to clown you. Like, I'm really not trying to be that way. They can really be 4-16 and 16 or 7-13 and 13 or whatever it is by 20 games and be out of it. Like, this team isn't that good and they had a tough schedule to start the season they can start the season 0-7 like come on man like listen this 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 Lakers team is really struggling right now and, it, and does Russ need to play better absolutely I think that Russ can play better Russ needs to play better but the big problem is that nobody's talking about is this roster is just bad it's a bad roster that needs to get better I'm gonna read you guys off their next few games they're already 0-4. Check this out. At the Timberwolves, very easily could be a loss. Timberwolves are playing great, young talent. Um, Anthony Edwards looked great last night, hitting seven threes. They still got Cat. They still got Rudy. They got size everywhere. Very easily lose that game, 0-5. And they got the Nuggets again. We saw what the Nuggets did to them last night. That could put them at 0-6. Then after the Nuggets, the Pelicans come, who was 3-1. That could put them at 0-7. And then they got the Jazz after that. They can very easily be 0-7. Check this out. They got the Cavs, who have been playing well. Then the Jazz again. And then the Clippers. Like, this team can really start out 1-8, 2-9 at some point. So, you don't need no 20-game trial run. You just don't. Lonnie Walker has been playing great for them. I think him attacking the basket has been great, having the athleticism. Austin Reeves has been a good backup point guard for them. LeBron's doing his thing as usual. AD, even though he's out there playing hurt, he's been playing well. But that's it. Patrick Beverly can't shoot. We know Russ can't shoot, so there's no need to harp on that. And nobody... Um, I forget the Jones. Uh, I forget his name that they signed. He's been out there. Or the Troy Brown. Yeah. Whatever his name is. He can't shoot. None of them... They got Matt Ryan, not the football player, but he can knock down a couple, couple of jumpers, but he can't defend nobody, so... This team is really in a bad spot right now. And the trade that I've been screaming for is the Indiana trade. They need to make the Indiana trade. Trade Russ and those draft picks for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner and whatever else they want to put in there. That's what the trade... Buddy Heald shoots over 40% from three. You can move AD to the four position. Put Miles Turner at the five the way he can block everything. Miles Turner can stretch out and he shoots mid 30% from the three. He can stretch out and hit an occasional three if he's wide open. Make the Indiana trade, Rob Palenka and the Lakers. Make the Indiana trade. Go ahead and pull the trigger on it. Or I saw something that they're trying to get Josh Richardson and Terry Rozier. Make the trade. Both of them can shoot. Both of them can defend. Both of them can score. They need to do something right now to break this up because it isn't working and it's not going to work. I don't know why they're holding on to the thought that it's going to work. It's clearly not working. So before you get to 20 games, 25 games, and you're 10 games under 500, make the move to get rid of Russell Westbrook. All right? Now, he could play better. Russ has declined a little bit. 
he can be a little better, but it's just a bad fit. So this ain't all on him. This is on Rob Palenka and the Lakers to make this trade, to make it happen. And don't waste LeBron's years, man. Don't waste his last few years. Like, I'm excited for him to break the record. I ain't like JJ Reddick. I'm not going to sit here and say this. it should be all about him breaking the record and not care. I'm not going to say that. When you have an all-time great like LeBron, when you got a chance to compete and he's still competing at this high level, you got to put pieces around him so y'all can get a championship. Plus, this is the Los Angeles Lakers. This is one of the best franchises in the history of the NBA, in the history of sports. They don't want to sit around and just watch them lose. They want championships. That's what they're about. You see all them banners hanging up in Staples Center. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Staples Center no more. CryptoCenter.com. You see all those banners hanging up? Like, they want banners. They want championships, not records and all-time score. They don't want none of that. So, Rob Palenka, get it right, man. Trade Westbrook, get Buddy Hill, get Miles Turner, and then fill the roster out with more shooting if you need to and go from there. Dennis Schroeder ain't been playing yet, but he ain't going to make a world of difference. Like, he ain't going to step in and be the savior of this team. I'm just getting so tired of us blaming Russ, saying what's wrong with the Lakers. We know what's wrong with the Lakers. They can't shoot. They're defending well, but they can't shoot. Nobody fits with each other. AD can't stop limping. LeBron's out there getting 30, but he can't do it by himself anymore at this stage, all right? So that's my take on the NBA. That's my take on what's going on around the league right now. Uh, I'll come out with NBA power rankings after about 10, 15 games. I, it's hard to rank teams right now after four games. A team can reel off five or six in a row. You, you never know what can happen. So right now, you're seeing some good basketball being played. It's early, but the Lakers got to get there roster fix brooklyn's got to be able to play some defense the sixers the same way because i thought I, I thought highly of the sixers but right now they're not playing well um the warriors they'll be okay don't worry about the two and two start they'll get it together and hopefully the pelicans can stay healthy and these early teams that started off hot brooklyn or excuse me portland utah and the knicks you know maybe they'll continue to play well maybe they won't well wishes to damian lillard hopefully his calf strain isn't as, as bad as they think it is so Again, guys, thank you for listening to the All Things Sports Podcast, episode number eight on the NBA. Uh, be on the lookout for another episode next week. Again, I appreciate all the support and all the love. Uh, this is your guy, JR, All Things Sports Podcast. Have a great day. Peace out.